Hi, Brad. Hi, Sal. Summer's coming. Summer is coming. It's just past Memorial Day. Right. That's so. the official start to summer, except for the, not the actual summer date, which is somewhere in the middle of June. 21st, usually. Yeah, somewhere around there. That's yeah. like the longest day of the year. Yeah. We're well, in the Pacific Northwest. Right. We have really long days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> 9 o'clock. The sun's still... I mean, the sun's down, but you can still see light. So. Yeah. But anyway, camping is, yeah. is... This is when people go camping, backpacking, yeah, uh, that type of thing. Although we're going to talk about camping tips today. Car camping tips, because yes. we... I'm a, a little bit not lazy... <laughs> I'm going to say I prefer to not have the hassle of a backpack. Right. Yeah. You don't want to you know, take it hike easy. eight miles or 20 miles or whatever you do backpacking. Car camping is great. The national parks, uh, well, all over the world, but we'll talk specifically about the U.S. and Canada because that's where we visited, are fantastic. Yeah. The, the camping sites were really good. Let's start in... Teton. Uh, okay, I want to talk to you. Yeah, how do we pick a site? When we are going to be in an area or location, what's the top priority for picking a camp site? Well, you want it as close to what you want to see as possible. Yeah. So you, and you want shade. No, so that's the number one it, thing. Really, yeah, because uh, in the late afternoons, you're, it's getting hot. You've just, you know, you've been hiking all day or you know, visiting stuff all day and being in the shade is really nice. So pick a campsite with shade. And shade in the morning. Because yes. there's nothing worse than being in a tent and having the sun come up at 6.30 and it's just hot. <laughs> right. and it's you're, it's beaming very... in your eyes. Yeah, it's like, oh. That's so, not comfortable. Yeah. So yeah, pick a campsite with shade. Yeah. And um, close. We like to be kind of close to the bathrooms, but not too close. Not too close. You don't want people walking you know, through your site or by your site in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, you know, we try to be 100 yards away. Close enough, but not so close. Yeah. <laughs> so, because, you, you know, you're always, you know, we usually get up once in the middle of the night. And, all right. If she's going to the bathroom, I'm going to go ahead and go because I know it's going to happen. Um, so we'll walk down there. You know, flashlights, obviously. Headlamps are the best flashlight. Yeah, we use them all the time. You know, whether you're cooking, um you know, reading, walking to the bathroom, whatever, hands-free is great. So yeah. the headlamps that you have up is the best. So you're talking about equipment. Yes. What do you have to say? What about a tent? Oh, a tent. A good waterproof tent with a rain fly. Um, I bought mine, I mean, 15 years ago at Sears. Um, and it's a three-person tent for the two of us. Yep. Because... Um, we put in a full-size inflatable air mattress with a big thick blanket underneath us and then a blanket and we zip a couple of sleeping bags together to go on top of us. Most nights, that's great because it's, you know, it's summertime, it's warm enough. We had a few nights in Yellowstone where it was down into the 30s. It was cold, mm. so we zipped the, our down bags to themselves <laughs> to stay warm. Right. So just having it over the top of you wasn't good enough. So yeah. you do have to be prepared, even in the summertime, for cold nights. The thing about the blanket, if you decide that you want to use an air mattress, which I would 100% recommend, oh, yeah. 
when we bought ours, we got it at the local store, and the guy who sold it to us was a super comedian. He said, get a foot pump because you never need to recharge your legs. Right. <laughs> and you've got four of them, and he was absolutely right. It doesn't take hardly any time to pump up an uh, air mattress. We have a double-size air mattress. It's super comfortable to sleep on. We camped for six weeks. I certainly would not have been happy if we'd had like a thermarest or some other kind of very thin no. pad. I would have been irritated, I think. We yeah. used pillows because we had a car. Why not? I yeah. mean, if oh, you have yeah. a car, why not bring what you need? Bring I'm not saying from home. <laughs> bring, I don't think you should bring more stuff. But the thing about the blanket, we used a very thick microfiber polyester type plush blankie to protect us from the cold air that's in an air mattress. That air in the air mattress gets very cold from the ground, and it can yes. be quite uncomfortable. Even you, in the summertime, if it's hot, it's <clears throat> uncomfortable to sleep on it. Yeah. If you sleep on an air mattress without a big, thick blanket underneath you, you are going to wake up, and you are going to be cold. So you yeah. have to have that blanket. I agree, 100%. And that air mattress was as comfortable as some of the hotel rooms we stayed in. <laughs> so it's absolutely worth it. You don't wake up. Ugh. You know, when I backpack, I have a nice thermarest. I mean, it's thick. But it's not a 12-inch nice mattress. Yeah. So you just you can't carry that backpacking. But definitely car camping, carry that. We zipped together two sleeping bags and laid it on top of us as kind of a blanket, except for the very cold nights. Yeah. <coughs> so, so, we, yeah, I mean, even speaking about car camping, we have, we currently do own a, a vehicle that's more of an all-wheel, all-terrain type vehicle but we didn't use that we used your car your yeah, sedan we just had a sedan you don't need anything special to go car camping mm -hmm. just you know forget you know oh you need the van or you need the you know this and that toyota corolla you can go car camping you know we have a we have a cooler that keeps the food cool and it's a pretty nice one it's it's old but um it's certainly not your you know, new ones that cost you $300 that'll keep your food warm for four days. But this will keep it warm for three. Cool. Cool, right. So, and you just, you know, you drain the water, you throw in some more ice, and yeah. and you have food, so. So, that's the other thing. We don't do social camping where it's a homestead that you set up so that you can cook outside a lot. We actually are more interested in pho photographing and hiking while we're camping and we tend to have very simple meals at our campsite and have a meal out when we conclude our, our day when we're done hiking and photographing. Yeah. You know, everybody is different. If you have the energy to go out for an eight or 10 or 12 mile hike and then come back to your campsite and prepare an amazing camp meal, <laughs> more power to you. Yeah. That's not something that I'm interested in doing and I always felt very hungry at the end of our hikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to get that burger or that plate of spaghetti or whatever we were going to have at some local restaurant. All the national parks have good, good food. I mean, yeah. they, have, they have good restaurants. So we, you know, I have a little tiny propane stove, single burner propane stove. Now I have the double Coleman, you know, stove that, you know, if we want a three course meal, whatever. I do have that, but I just don't bring it with me. We're that's not the way we go. If you have, you know, eight people in your family and you're gonna be cooking stuff, that's the way you wanna go. Yeah. Um they're great stoves. I've I've used mine many, many times, um, just not recently. 
So I just have a little single burner propane. It gets us coffee in the morning. Yeah, and let's talk about that coffee in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, if you drink coffee in the morning, single burner stove. We just have a you know a pot with water in it, and you take it and you you know dump it in. We will, we use a French press. Yeah, we use a French press. You know you and you can take a French press with you. It's very simple. You can also just get. Um, you know, the little Starbucks coffee things or instant coffee, whatever it is you want. But, um, you know, we normally grind it in the morning first thing, but when we're going camping, you know, we don't have electricity. So we just buy coffee already ground and, and it's fine. So what's really nice about that is we heat the water in a pot and we have breakfast with our cup of coffee. If we use a bowl for yogurt and a spoon and our cup of coffee, then we still will reserve some of that hot water so that we can clean up really right. quick at the conclusion of our meal. Yeah. And that's really easy to do. It takes no time. It's not a big burden to do 100 dishes. Right. Don't leave food out. Don't leave messy dishes out. You're going to attract things that you don't want in your campsite. If a bear is walking by, no big deal. Bears never bothered me. I've seen him walking by at 10 or 15 feet, but I don't have food laying around that he's going to be interested in. So mm-hmm. clean up afterwards. Make sure you're leaving your campsite spotless. Yeah. There's always going to be the little rodents around, and, and they're not going to really bother you. But if you leave food in your tent, the little mm-hmm. rodents will eat a hole in your tent that now mosquitoes and everything else can get in. Rain. Or the bear's going to walk through your tent and tear it apart. That bear can open your car door. Yeah. He puts his claws in the top window and just rolls it down and climbs in. So no food in the car. Although the Canadian bears are not smart enough to know this yet. (laughs) So in Canada, you can leave food in your trunk. In the United States, you cannot. You take that out and you put it in a metal... Bear box. Bear box. They have those. They're widely available. They're available at every campground I've ever been at. Yeah, all the campsites have them. Sometimes it's... you have to share them with other campers. Oh, yeah. You might have a shared box. Yeah, they're place. like four feet wide. So, you know, you take half and put your cooler in, put all your food in, and just don't leave anything with smells in your car. Yeah. And uh, never had a problem. You know, it's just beyond that, too. It's, it's it. Let's say you like to use chapstick and it's flavored. Right. Don't keep that in your tent. No. Don't Tooth, bring soda or Gatorade right. into your tent at night. Just anything that has a, a delicious, delightful aroma that might attract a bear is best just to keep it out of your tent and in the bear box. Yeah. In fact, if you're having a meal and that greasy burger drops on your pants, don't bring those pants in with you. Yeah. It's uh, it's nothing with smells. Yeah, so, that's good advice. Yeah, and it's just easy. You know, you don't sleep in your jeans. So, you know, throw on your sweats or whatever you sleep in and uh, throw your jeans into the bear box. Very simple. You know, and you we, don't have to keep everything in there all the time just when you're not around. And right. The, the bears, bears are not, are not typically your... aggressive. Right. You know, the cubs are the only reason bears are aggressive. And I've even been around, you know, they're 100 yards out, you know, going across the meadow. And there's 50 people over here watching them. And mom didn't care. No one was running out. Hey, I want to, you know, pet your cub. So just don't get in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I wanted to go back to tents really quickly. So you talked about a waterproof tent and people are probably imagining the most important thing is that rain fly because you're going to have rain coming down on top of you. I would suggest this. That is important, but also equally important is the ground cover part of it because we were in some very, very big storms 
with a lot of rain coming down, but your your tent is waterproof on the bottom as well. We did not have any water coming into our tent. Right. That's great. You know, one thing that we did that I thought was really smart, we spent all this time camping and we bought a little doormat yes. to go in front of our tent so we could wipe off our shoes a little bit, take our shoes off and bring them into the tent with us. We have a little extra room because it's a little, it's a three person tent, right. but without bringing a ton of mud in. Right. And then it also gives you a place where you can slip your shoes on in the morning time without, um, again, dealing with a ton of mud that you have to step out into a wet, muddy mud hole. Yeah. Yeah, the After map is actually quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that <laughs> so was You are car camping, so, you know, bring all the extra stuff. Bring chairs. I mean, yeah. you know, you want to sit around the campfire, you want a nice chair. Uh, yeah. They're, they're easy and, you know, have a little, you know, soda or beer holder on the side there. And yeah, um, so that's, I agree. that's great, too. We bought boxed wine and we just got rid of the box and kept the wine in the plastic bag in the cooler so it would take right. up less room and be a little more form-fitting to meld around our yeah. other stuff in there and that was handy yeah we had a nice 13 quart cooler so you know you'd have all the beer all the food everything you'd want in there that needs to be cold right only. and then we just kept bags for everything else that would move over into the bear box dry goods right yeah good um Campfires. We aren't big campfire people. We would make a fire occasionally, but not every single night. Sally is a campfire master. <laughs> she can. She just knows how to start a campfire. I used to bring, when I backpacked and camped, I'd bring road flares with me. I'd have a couple of road flares because if you're stuck in a major storm and you're backpacking and you're wet, you're in trouble. So we needed a fire one night. It only happened once and, you know months of backpacking but I fired that thing off and I put it down and the wood was wet and it dried the wood and started a fire and wow. got us warm and we were able to dry out mostly before going to bed that night so it was it was uh, that's what I do um, these days I just go into my tent or you know worst case scenario we drive to a hotel <laughs> it's not like you're so far away from everything you know yeah you know Yellowstone's a big national park so it would take you hours to get somewhere uh, and there may not be rooms available because it's very impacted yeah but um anyway we never had any trouble with the rain have a good mm -hmm. tent and you know you just you sit it out you get up in the morning we only had one day that i remember in yellowstone where oh no there's a big storm coming through so we just went into yellowstone lodge bought wi-fi for the day and hung out for the day yeah and it actually cleared up later later in the day and we went out to you know search for wildlife which is dumb never do that <laughs> in the afternoon wildlife is a morning thing yeah <laughs> you, I would agree. you want you want to get up early in the morning and go to where you know they say oh these are where the bears are the moose are the wolves whatever go in the morning because that's when they're up and out yeah very early morning yeah um so normally you can buy campfire wood in bundles. Typically it'll come in a package that's yes. pre-bundled with some kindling. It's typically about $5 for a bundle. Normally that's good for an evening of yeah. a couple hours worth of a fire. We cheat, I would say, all the time. We have an ax and if we... Um, We'll buy a, like a Duraflame log and chop a little hunk of that off. Right. Get some tissue around that and whatever, you know, make sure that you remember to grab the 
the newspaper or some other kind of paper so that you can create enough flame to get your kindling started between yeah. a, a lot of paper a little bit of a duraflame log and a lot of kindling you can get a fire going and pretty quickly air you want to fan it <laughs> that was the big thing i learned from <laughs> sally yes <laughs> so get a fan something to fan it with because blowing on it you just you get light added so and also canada a lot of the parks national parks in canada provide you free wood now a lot of the time it's wet so you know but you go over and there's this huge pile and they so you just pick but you have to wood. buy a fire permit which is five dollars right you have so to it's buy it's essentially the same yeah so but they provide you the wood that's so. kind of nice yeah because then you can decide like if you want to have a fire that night or not right you can take your time and, and decide when you're going to have it just at the right time. And you can burn it all night Yeah. as long as you have that permit. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't think of anything else. So as far as food goes, like I said, we would go to a restaurant for our big meal during the day. But for breakfast, for example, in addition to coffee, we'd typically have something like yogurt. Yogurt, apples, bananas, fruit. fruit. Um, things and to get you going, granola. We would bring with us for our hike during the day a lot of protein, like cheese, cheese sticks, or and jerky or salami. Trail mix is, nuts, is really good. Trail yeah, a mix. Lot of nuts. And we would bring. Um, gosh, I'm blanking now. Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Usually, just a you little. You want to have nice food with snack. you when you're going, because you, you're you'd be surprised how many calories you're burning. I mean, you're hiking that eight miles or whatever, and it's not something you're unless you're you know, working construction or you know working something where you're super active. It's not what you're doing every day, so you get hungry. So I would get very food. cranky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. After a couple miles of maybe about four miles at that point i'm like i'm cranky i need yeah, food you need food yeah. <laughs> uh what else mm. camping tips go camping go see the national yeah. parks uh they are every one of them has something that is really amazing uh, yeah. we'll we'll go into um teton national park yellowstone national park glacier national park up into Canada, we went to Banff and Yoho National Park, uh, Jasper National Park, Olympic National Park, yeah. Crater Lake. Mm -hmm. I think we've already talked about. Yeah, you know, there's yeah Yosemite. That's just Kings in the West, Canyon, Grand right? Canyon, Grand Canyon, Antelope Canyon. That's not a national park. Um, oh yeah, and I mean, there was a, a woman. Where were we? We were in. Yellowstone National Park, one of the greatest national parks there is, the first one. And I, I asked her and her husband, they'd been traveling around in an RV, what's your favorite national park? Oh, Maine. Uh, I don't Arcadia? Know, Arcadia? Arcadia National Park, Maine, right. No hesitation whatsoever. So It's on our list. That immediately went on my list. So I have to make it out. And, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, I know, have national parks. Everywhere, there's just amazing national parks. I would love to just take a summer in... Volcano National Park in Hawaii. Yeah, Volcano National Park. Lassen National Park in California is yeah. really cool. Shasta. Is that Shasta. a national park? I don't know if it's a national park or not. Maybe it's a national forest. Yeah. 
So much to see. Right. <laughs> go go camping. It's really easy. You don't need any special equipment. You know, a tent, a mattress, some sleeping bags, a small stove, yeah, and a cooler. That really is it. Everything else can be in paper bags and uh, you know clothes. Have you know have some nice shoes to wear. Don't don't go out on a hike in sandals. I've yeah. done it. But we've it's also, always a mistake. Right. Well, you come across, you know, these snow <laughs> patches and, um, yeah, it's a mistake being in sandals. <laughs> and Even on the beach, it's a mistake. We went to Olympic National Park and we just started out for a little, oh, right. like, oh, it's beautiful. Let's go for a little stroll on the beach. And it ended up being, I don't know, five miles round trip and we right. were in our flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. And that's rough. The sand is grating on your, your tender feet and not a, the best idea that we've ever had. Yeah. A lot of it was. Uh, it was really beautiful. Gravel. <laughs> it was beautiful, but yes. So, good shoes are uh, probably it. I'm going to say one choice. more thing about camping tips. If you are planning on visiting the national parks, at least in the United States and Canada, also for sure, you can buy an annual pass, and that'll get you into oh, yeah. nearly every single, every single park. It won't get you a campground. That's not included. But right. it will get you in, and it's very affordable. I mean, honestly, it's like a couple of a couple of visits, a couple of days in a national park covers the cost. Well, like uh, Yellowstone is forty bucks to get in. The park pass for all of them is eighty, maybe a hundred. I don't remember what it was, but so and it lasts for seven days in a park. But we visited, you know, five parks, so it you know paid for itself in the first two. Yeah. <clears throat> So, and it's good for a whole year. Yeah, it is good for a whole year. So absolutely use it. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a great value. The U.S. and Canada have different passes. Yeah. So when we went up to Canada, although we went into four national parks up there, so we definitely got our money's worth. Right. And it's also good for national monuments, except yes. for Mount Rushmore. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know what that situation is. Though. Yeah. I haven't been to Mount Rushmore in many, many years. I was... 1819 last time I saw it so I wasn't it's not really on my list but yeah maybe if you're driving by stop and see it it's kind of cool <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't make a trip just to go see it but okay yeah there you go anyway so many national parks Florida Everglades National Park mm. yeah or go camping even if you're going to a state park or you're going into national forest <clears throat> these tips would work Equally for any one of those yes, opportunities. Absolutely. If you have a car in the trunk. You might as well be comfortable when you're camping. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not comfortable sometimes. It's kind of a little dirty. Yeah. So, it's not like your couch. Right. Usually all the <laughs> national parks will have a place you can go shower, you know, after we're hiking and, you know, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to pay and that's okay. It's not too much. Right. Yeah. Sometimes a couple it's bucks. a couple bucks, three bucks. Yeah. If you're so. efficient, you can get it done super fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sometimes they have those little quarter machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two bucks and hurry. <laughs> right. right? It's well worth it after a day of hiking. You're just like, oh, yeah, before I go to bed, I want to shower. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Okay. Thanks, Al. This is fun. Yeah. Happy camping. Oh, subscribe, like, comment. Thanks. <laughs>